What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. two guys five movies it's one of your co-hosts chris gasberry this is frank pelicone and this is the quick cage frank what movie you want to talk about tonight uh we're going to talk about um 2011's horror fantasy adventure movie season of the witch um co-starring with uh i don't know fucking historical fiction crusader cage um, Ron Perlman, uh, a bunch of people you don't know, and a uh, little um, little Wayne, campier. huh? Little Wayne. Little Wayne is not in it. Okay. Um, Christopher Lee. So, uh, the basic premise of the movie is um, Perlman and Cage are Teutonic knights who have kind of abandoned their order during the Crusades because they saw all this violence that they disagreed with so they try and like surreptitiously return to the homeland but they get like picked up by this um bishop played by christopher lee um his whole city is dying of the plague so he's going to force them you know to basically escort this young woman that they say is a witch to this uh monastery where she can be like purged and killed or whatever and lift the black plague from the land um actually there's a pretty i was gonna say good but that's not quite right there's like a moderately interesting and almost well done scene like early on where there's this priest that's um like they're hanging these three witches and then the thing is like once you hang them you bring them back up by the rope and then you read this shit from a book and if they're a witch like it'll destroy them and if they're not a witch then nothing will happen and so like he does it and the one body like nothing happens so uh we killed this innocent woman then the second body like is all twitching and foaming and then dies and so uh, i was a witch then the third body like hangs him and burns him alive and that's the you know that's where that's that's where we're at so anyway so they go on this adventure they got to take her across like desolate europe or what the fuck ever um they suspect that she might actually be a witch because she shows like unnatural strength and causes a bunch of them to die. And then they get to the monastery and it turns out she's actually possessed by a demon. And so Nicholas Cage and this priest have to like basically fight the demon off, but then the priest dies and then Nicholas Cage like sacrifices his life to destroy the demon. And the girl is a girl again. And the young page that was with them and they're her like walk off together and you know, the end. Oh, Ron Perlman dies, like, pretty early on, so. Hmm. You can forget about him. But, um... I'm, 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 gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna mark that question off my list. <laughs> it's not, like... It's not as terrible as most mm-hmm. other Nicolas Cage movies from, like, this era, because it's a legitimate... 
you know, like theatrically released movie with a real budget. Um, and like a couple real actors and some moderately bad to mediocre special effects, you know. Mm-hmm. But it feels really trite. I don't know. Like, they try to do all this stuff where they're just having, like, she's in a cage, like a wagon, caged wagon or whatever. The wagon's not caged. She's on a cage that's on top of the wagon. Okay. Right. right. She's on a mobile cage. Uh-huh. Or a Nicholas. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not very quick, though. It's a slow cage. Slow, slow cage to the monastery. <laughs> I'm not drinking at all, by the way. This is just, this is my stream of conscious, like, fucking, I don't know, trying to break this movie down. Uh-huh. There's a lot of scenes where, like, they're talking to each other and they're trying to build character, which is fine. And, like, some of it works and some of it's kind of hokey. But for the most part, like, it's 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 a decent look of, like, this group of, like, rugged, you know, warriors with these, like, naive, you know, religious people, like, all trying to, whatever, like, get this thing to this monastery so they can, oh, it's, it's the Book of Solomon. I'm sorry, that's important. It's only important to this fucking movie, but the Book of Solomon is the thing that if you read it, like, you burn the witch out or whatever. So, there's some of that, but I mean, like, I mean, if you've seen any episode of, I don't know, fucking, like, any television show in the past, like, 40 years, you know that when the heroes are escorting a person that looks like she might be innocent, probably going to be a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's like six episodes of Buffy and five episodes of Angel and a couple episodes of Firefly and I don't know. Like, everything has that shit happening. Like, sure. the first you think the twist is going to be they were really good. The twist is that they weren't really good. They were really evil in the first place. But then maybe there's another twist. Right. <laughs> so that's this. I mean... I like sword and sandal epics. Like, I'm fine with, like, you know, like, I, I like sword fighting. I like magic and movies. I like the idea of, like, the mystical. And unfortunately, because I think most directors think people that like that stuff are dumb, um, especially, you know, in 2011, like, it's kind of hokey and it's not really, like, all that well done. And it goes for, like, broad strokes as opposed to being, like, you know, a detailed character narrative. Um but it's also not terrible either. Like it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. But it's real fucking boring for long stretches too. I don't know. Nah. The funny thing is, is like they had a forty million dollar budget. I'm looking this up now. So it's not like that's like super inexpensive. I mean, I guess probably a lot of that went to Perlman and Cage. That would be fascinating to be able to see more of is where the budget goes on these things. Exactly. Yeah, because the special effects are very like they feel like five or six years older than what they actually are. Like if you would have asked me without knowing what year the movie came out to guess, I would have guessed like 2006. Maybe. Because it feels like that. You know, like it doesn't right. have quite the polish of like the second you know, the second decade of the, the 2000s. Um, and again, like, just kind of hokey. I mean, it, it sort of reminds me of, like, what was that around this time that would have... When did Game of Thrones start? 2000, 2011, 2012. 11, yeah, 12, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. So probably kind of, like, based on a groundswell of interest in that, you know, and the fact that, like, people were sort of into, like, under the 
declining crest of like the Lord of the Rings like fandom and then like the rise of like the Song of Ice and Fire fandom and like right. oh we gotta strike while the iron's hot and like let's make this movie with you know maybe it will you know maybe it can whatever lead into other movies where we use him as like a younger man or whatever he loves playing that role too man he loves the <laughs> fucking grizzled veteran of a war this yeah. conclusion but is still like the biggest badass on the planet and it feels like four movies you've talked about out of whatever it is 24 now have been about yeah. that he loves the noble sacrifice. Like he loves playing a character that just like lays down his life for the greater good. And I don't know. I mean, maybe that says something about Nick Cage. He's not a producer on this movie, though. So who knows? But so I mean, 90, 91 million isn't a bad turnaround off a forty million dollar budget sure. or something like this. I mean, I figure you got to figure that. So first of all, this is it was a January release, right? Right. So it comes out in the absolute doldrums of the year. Right. It's also so a sign that they had also a sign they had no faith in it, right? Oh, right, right. Like right. this was something that this was probably originally slated. I don't know the history, but it's probably originally slated to be a summer release or like a holiday release. And it was like, uh probably not gonna stand up too well. Let's right. push this back. So then it comes out in January like early January too. So kids are back in school. Like, this is a... Yeah, this wasn't even good enough for a fall release. Right. Let's shit it out and hope for the best. And then it just happened to garner enough for $90 million. But really, like, I mean, that's a decent return on that. But $90 million ain't shit in 2011. I mean, no. that's... Could have lost money. Okay, so here. So originally, it was scheduled to come out on March 19, 2010. Mm. And five weeks before release, they pulled the date. So they held that movie <laughs> for nine months, nine yeah. months before yeah. releasing it. Uh-uh. Yeah, and I guarantee you they only released it because they wanted to just like get it off the books. So have you seen who the, this guy, this director? Have you looked him up? Yeah, he's the guy that directed Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah. So, so his, to his credit, from from ninety three till um, season of the witch, which is his last movie, he. Directed California. Which I hate. Gone in 60 Seconds. Swordfish. Swordfish. Also terrible. You're right. Uh, I, I actually like California much better than you do. But um, 13 Grays, which I thought, like, oh, that I, I've heard of that movie. And then it's like, no, there's a 13 Grays that just came out this past year. It's a horror movie. Um, this is a TV movie about a ex-treasure hunter who goes to search for his brother and gets embroiled in finding a treasure. Um, shocker, right? <laughs> and then there's a movie called Whiteout, which is a crime thriller based off some sort of 1998 comic book. That oh, yeah. Kate I Beckinsale? Yeah, Vampires in the Snow. <laughs> um, and then Season of the Witch. Wait. Is that hold on? Maybe is that the vampires? Nah, this is a crime thriller. I don't think there's vampires in it. Oh, right, right. I've read this. Chuck, Chuck, let me borrow or read it. Okay. Um, I actually like to see that movie and see what the. I don't want to read the reception. I got to go into a blind. Um, he also did a bunch of music videos, right? Yeah. Well, I was getting to that. I was getting to that. Right. He started off his career doing a lot of music videos for. 
a lot of people. Um, right. He, so I'm looking at his music videos. Okay. We're going to talk about which ones actually matter because most of them don't. Right. That's what I was so, going to get into. Should have known better by Richard Marks. That's fine. Little Lies by Fleetwood Mac. That's weird. I don't think I've ever seen that music video, but cool. You know, like right. Jody Watley's "Don't You Want Me?" Like that's that's a good song. Satisfied by Richard Marks. Him and Richard Marks must have had a thing. Um, Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. I like that video and Rhythm Nation. So that's good. I mean, Rhythm Nation is the is the most popular one out of his entire list here, right? Like in terms of a music video. You don't think that Taylor Dane's I'll Be Your Shelter is more popular than Rhythm Nation? <laughs> God, he, he directed fucking a Tin Machine video. Yeah. Tin Machine's underrated band, though. I'm going to say that. I'm just saying that out of these music videos, eh, I mean, good for him, you know? Like, he had a long career, like, you know, um, you know, making music videos. But uh, none, none of these really, like, stand out, like, in terms of, like, famous music videos thing dude is 71 years old right now right so at the age of 44 he decides to graduate from music videos to fucking california with a k right and then seven years later he's like you know what i'm gonna do this fucking remake of another movie with nicholas cage the other movie didn't have nicholas cage he just makes one in 60 seconds Swordfish, too, man. Swordfish is so bad. Swordfish is a bad movie, yeah. Is he dead? No, he's just not dead. No, he's not dead. Well, doing maybe he's just living his best life on these Richard Marks royalties. Right. Anyway, yeah. The Witch sure. is not a terrible movie, but I would not recommend anyone watch it. Because you're not going to get, you don't get really funny, Nicolas Cage, because there's no, like, Nicolas Cage has to have, like, some element of like goofiness to his character for him to be like really entertaining in like that manic like crazy way but when he's just playing like dour it's just really soul sucking i don't know like there's just it's just sad 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 droopy eyes with his big lips and his big teeth and i don't know i mean he likes the sword fight so i guess good on him so yeah he's another witch it feels like the, that summation is the exact summation of like three other nick cage movies you've talked about on here he doesn't need to make these movies like this is this is the genre he needs to avoid like i love him in horror movies where he's like scared or angry i mean i i don't know I, his emotions have really broad strokes so i can't really like put a fine point on him but like those are good you know but when he's like brooding and he's in control like for the most part like it's just not that interesting yeah he needs to play a guy coming from like like playing from behind kind of if that makes sense okay where he's interesting even if it's not a good movie like it still is a fun performance like fucking wicker man's a terrible movie but you know like it's funny to watch because because he, so, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he's so confused. And in his confusion, he's just going to punch it. Like, that's that's <laughs> funny. Right. right. But, like, in this movie, it's like, oh, I'm world-weary. I'm world-weary Nicholas Cage. 
I've seen the horrors of the Crusades and the Black Plague, and now I don't want another young girl to die. I mean, that's it. My right. friend's dead. Everyone's dead. Let's sword fight. What? Yeah. Just even this whole thing, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's too late now. But the, who the fuck's making a movie about the Crusades in 2011? No, it's just it's just an easy, it's like, you don't have to have any backstory, right? Like, it's just, it's the Crusades. We were like, oh, right. Nice. And then you can put, like, you can put. Couldn't you just made it, like, any fucking war in England, like, in the. Middle Ages no, or any other time? No, because they'd have to explain it. And they also want to make the church seem like they're the bad guys. Because that's like one of the MacGuffins. Is when like, haven't oh, they been? <laughs> Sorry. Right. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's easy, right? Like, that's your initial reaction. But it's, you, could, you could go, you could make it in 2020. They're still probably the bad guys. Right, because it's easy to do that. It's like, you don't have to put forth any effort to get to that point. You're just like, you know what, let's pretend, let's at least let the audience think the church are the bad guys, because people are going to buy that immediately, we ain't got to explain nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have any story development there. It's just like, here's fucking old man Dracula dressed up like a bishop with leprosy or fucking plague or whatever. Like, people are like, yeah, church is up to no good. You know, like, I'm taking no effort. Yeah, Nicolas Cage and... Ron Perlman are good guys because they're leaving the church because the church kills people. It's like, I didn't even know, like, great defender of the faith or whatever. I'm just saying, like, that's some cheap-ass shit. No, yeah, yeah, right. It's fucking cheap heat. Yes, it is. God, is pretty much everything about Cage is either cheap heat or cheap pops, isn't it? Cage heat. Cage heat, right. Yeah. I wish he was in that movie. He would have been. Cage cage heat transcends all other kind of heat. It does, I think. All he's going to do is tilt that head back and open his eyes real wide where he looks like a friggin'. Right, that that image that's memed. Yeah, yeah, like Sarlacc or something coming up at you. It's like, you know, I mean, it's he's. He gets you. He like like points his hands at his crotch and goes like ah, fuh, 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 and like all of it. You know, I mean, it just it's, it's automatic heat. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, I right. That's the weird thing is it spans from like like people like it sometimes, but then there's like go away heat too. Like yeah, and I mean any heat is good. He's heat. De- he's divisive. He's divisive. That's what I'm. That's what I think. Actually, like. I've I've told a few people that I that we do like this podcast and this specific like portion of the podcast. Okay. I never get that he's divisive. People are just like, ah, oh, that's weird. <laughs> really? or, hmm. Okay. But it's like it's because they're not immersing themselves in the oneness of Nick Cage and like understanding every aspect of you know this right well you're you're drinking the other guy you're basically this podcast to some degree is like me just kind of going along with your insanity so it's like you're drinking the kool-aid on it and i'm just sitting here like jesus christ like but it ain't kool-aid it's like what is it what's what's the proper analogy human piss i don't know (laughs) it's my astral my astral demon lover astral demon wife 
I don't know. But I'm not even getting anything out of it. Like, I don't even get, like, colon cancer or anything. I just get, you know, real tired watching these movies. I'm saying I want colon cancer. Wait, Maybe what? Not. What did you just say? Well, because that woman, that fucking Texas doctor, made the claim that, um, like, miscarriages and ovarian cysts and, like, all this shit was caused by demon semen. Oh, I, uh, okay. Have you read that? No, I didn't hear oh, that. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Is, is this, this, is, is this, who is this woman? It's a woman that Trump re- retweeted. Oh, is this the doctor who also says there's alien, like, yeah. DNA in the medicine and shit? Yeah, and lizard men, like, running the oh, government. Oh, I, I didn't hear the demon seed shit, Dude, but, um. whole fucking article about, like, you've got a demon wife or a demon husband, and they're the ones that are, like, ru- like causing you to, like, have erectile dysfunction. Like, she calls you out by name. Um, and, like, if you're a woman, like, they're giving you miscarriage. It's crazy. That's a random insult just thrown in there for no reason. <laughs> I don't know because it, it just flows. I'm surprised you're not drinking. Like that's usually like a drinking thing as opposed to a real life thing. Dude, I'm just so depressed. It's just, <laughs> I hear you on that one. Yeah, that one's crazy though, and the fact that it's Trump um, retweeted her is um, unsurprising. And people are getting mad. If you like mock the fact that she, they're like, maybe there's something to what she says. And it's like, what? Demon semen? Come on. Really? Right. And it's like, luckily, Pence didn't meet with her today as part of that group that was in that video protesting. But, um, but, whatever his name, the, the Texas congressman that got COVID, like the dude gave an interview after the fact saying that he wonders if the mask, if you got some germs on it, and that's what gave him COVID. Probably. It's probably true. Right. right. You know what? If he wasn't wearing the mask, the germs would have curved around the natural aerodynamics of his fucking stupid fat fucking face. And he wouldn't have gotten COVID because that's how things work. Right. People should believe that. That's fine. You know, if you want to believe that, cool. Go die. Right. The shame is that none of these people. Well, I can't say that. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 outrageous. And I mean, the fact that any of this has become a debate in terms of the science or debate or or just a cultural like sticking point is insane. Like, it's a thing where it's like it should have been. We're all in this together. Right, but the fucking internet ruins things. It's like the fact that there is a like a literal contingent of human beings that are all on board with the idea that lizard folk run the government. Alien fucking lizard folk run the government. And like cannot like concur that yeah, that's probably true. Like what the fuck? The internet doesn't ruin things, Frank. The the, the people ruin things because they're stupid. The people made the internet and the people run the internet. Or the internet runs the people. I mean, whatever. It's chicken or eggs. It's like a symbiotic relationship, I think. Parasitic one way. (laughs) Oh, Okay, well, on that um, uplifting note, (laughs) thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Anything, last things you want to get in, Frank? Um... I'm going to try and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to watch a couple of Nick Cage movies I think 
over the next few days, and I'm going to try and give something like fresh and fun for the next one, and not something like dour and boring like Season of the Witch. Because I was looking at like the, the ones, Crusades. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at the ones I got coming up, and I got nothing. Like that would be worth talking about. I might have to watch like Captain Two Charlie's Mandalorian or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's never happened. But that's a. I don't think that's an uplifting movie either. I have no idea. I don't know. We're like a third of the way through the. Well, like a fifth of the way through the cage overall. So we're in good shape there. Yep. Yep. Okay, I'm getting okay. echoes because you have your uh, phone Sorry, against yeah. your chest or something like that. So, so that is so that's that's the short surefire sign that this podcast is over. <laughs> right. All right. Everybody have a good night. Bye.